Hey, y'all. It's Dina here, lead producer. Have you felt over the last few years that Houston's population just exploded and keeps growing? Well, apparently all that traffic that we sit through doesn't mean it's due to overcrowding. It's all quite the contrary. Our population is shrinking. Here to tell me more about what is going on is our contributor, Evan Mintz. It's Monday, January 30th, 2023. I'm Dina Kispe, and this is CityCast Houston. Evan, welcome back. We're so excited to talk to you today. Dina, it's great to be here. Awesome. So I want to just let people know that this conversation that we're having today was sparked by something one of our contributors, Antrachel Dorsey, said it was during the New Year resolution episode. She said something along the lines of people need to stop moving here. And you actually contest this. You said the opposite is happening. Please explain. Right. I feel a little bit like Mulder from X-Files when I talk about this because <laughs> nobody believes me. They're, they're like, it's like I'm claiming that like Bigfoot is walking down the street or something. The yeah. city of Houston, <laughs> if you look at the numbers, our population has shrunk. And not just the city of Houston, all of Harris County population has shrunk. What? Like We are not growing. People don't believe me when I say this. And if I, if I say publicly, say, oh, I read this article saying that Houston was growing. Like, no, the Houston mm -hmm. region is growing. Fort Bend is growing. Montgomery County is growing. They're growing a lot. But Harris County uh... is shrinking. Okay, so why is it shrinking? I mean, like, what are the contributing factors that are making this a thing for our city? Well, that's another reason why I feel like Mulder, it's a mystery. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Nobody that's knows. That's crazy. And, and there wow. doesn't seem to be any larger curiosity about it at the city level or at the regional level mm -hmm. because folks just don't believe it. They think traffic's getting worse. They see all this construction. We must be growing. And yes. we're not. You know, the, the city of Houston population shrunk from, like, 2,315,000 people in 2020 mm -hmm. to 2,288,000 in 2022. Wow. The county, it shrunk from 4,731,000 in 2020 to 4,728,000 in 2021. And January Advisors just put out a, a report looking at the population of Justice of the Peace precincts because mm -hmm. the, they haven't been adjusted in decades. Yeah. And they found that Precinct 6, which is kind of like east of downtown region, yeah. had its population shrink 15 percent from 2000 through 2020. What? I know. That's insane. That's a huge population drop. Like nobody really knows what's going on. I haven't heard any real answers, but here's my, my speculation. <laughs> I was going to ask for it. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> OK. One, I think we're seeing denser development, but less crowded homes. And I think that really explains like what's happened east of downtown. Mm. You know, people say, oh, all these townhouses are going up. This is dense. Like, yeah. how could the population fall? Like, well, if you're replacing like one or two single family homes that are maybe poor, multi-generational family, you got like six, seven people living in a home mm -hmm. replaced with townhouses where one person is living in it. Yeah. Maybe two, maybe three. You really could be going from a situation where you have one home that has more people in it than three townhomes. Mm -hmm. So I think that may be what's happening. So one, I think that may be what's happening and that would explain what's happening east of downtown um, and you know throughout the rest of the region. Two, people moved around COVID. You know, people moved out of their apartments. They moved into bigger homes. Mm -hmm. You saw this happen across the country. It could just be this weird COVID dynamic. That's why the suburbs are growing, urban areas are shrinking. Although 
you'd hardly call all of Harris County an urban area. Yeah, exactly. And you're seeing all of Harris County shrink too. Three, we could just see some neighborhoods emptying. Some neighborhoods got bad and they shrunk. Like people were done with them. It could have been from flooding. It could have been from crime. It could have just been, you know, uh, inexplicable population trends. But places peak and then they plummet. Maybe that's what happened. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on the east of downtown where all the townhomes going up. Mm -hmm. Most of my friends who don't have kids who are just like, you know, living it up as a new married couple live out there. Right. And they're like, well, once we have a family, we'll go to the suburbs. But for now, we're going to be here. Exactly. So I could see that. I could see that. You know, for a long time, Houston was saying we got to attract that uh, creative class. Yes. Young, yuppie type of person. Well, maybe we did that. Our population grew a lot. And then around COVID, you know, people started to age or millennials are getting to their, you know, late 30s, 40s. Yeah. Moving out to the suburbs, starting families. Mm -hmm. That could be what's going on. But I think there's something else, too. I think there might be a hidden sickness in our city, an economic sickness mm. that we're not identifying, that this is a symptom of a deeper problem yeah. that the oil and gas industry may be past its peak when it comes to hiring, hmm. that the usual economic drivers of our region are past their peak, and that much like cities uh, like Cleveland or Detroit or St. Louis, Ooh. cities that were once the fourth, fifth largest in the country, yeah. I think that we have to worry that we are turning into a 21st century Rust Belt city. No. And maybe I'm freaking out. Maybe, you know, it's, you know, it's a fatty lump and I'm calling it cancer. Yeah. But I would say that, you know, if you feel a lump, you should probably worry. If you find yourself losing a lot of weight and you don't know why, like you should probably go to a doctor. <laughs> and I don't see anyone at the county level, at the city level, yeah. you know, uh, addressing this as a problem. Now, if, whenever I bring it up, folks say, oh, well, the problem is that we just didn't do a good job counting the census. Mm. You know, the state didn't spend any money to make sure that we counted everyone. Uh, the region has a lot of immigrants, maybe undocumented. They didn't want to talk to a census counter. Uh, groups like Houston in Action, nonprofit, had to spend their own money to try to make sure that we were getting all of our census counts. And other states, they put in a lot more public dollars at the state level to make sure they're getting it. So maybe it's just we're counting wrong. Dang, man, you're bumming me out. I, I know. Bumming me out hard. We should be a little bummed out. Like we Houston takes pride in being a place that's like hot and growing. And we're that, you know, energetic city. Yeah. And if we're not growing, then who are we? How does this whole shrinking population really impact our city as a whole, would you say? That's a really good question. First of all, it impacts the revenue cap. The city can only bring in a certain amount of money in property tax dollars pegged to population growth plus inflation plus a certain percentage. Mm -hmm. If our population isn't growing, the city cannot take in revenue. Uh, but our expenses will remain the same even if the population shrinks. You still have the same number of uh, road miles, you have the same number of sewer pipes, right. you have the same number of police officers and firefighters and all of that, and you have fewer people yeah. available to pay for them, and you have a statutory limit on how much money you can raise to pay for all of that. So even as the city population shrinks, the physical infrastructure remains the same. And in fact, 
if you don't have a lot of people in neighborhoods to do sort of the usual upkeep of what's going on, keeping their yards nice, keeping the streets clean, the sort of stuff you do when you, you know, just live in a neighborhood. If you don't have people there to do that, it falls more on the city to make sure those things happen. When you start to have abandoned homes and abandoned neighborhoods, it becomes more expensive, not less expensive to take care of them. Yeah, no, that's so true. I'm wondering if there's anything that could be done to stop this from happening, to stop the shrinking. Well, first, I think we have to figure out what's happening, Mm -hmm. what neighborhoods are shrinking, what's going on there and why. Yeah. I think also that Houston has really benefited from being a place where it's kind of really easy to build homes and build apartments. Yeah. But it's not always as easy as it used to be. The regulatory process, even if we don't have zoning, is more burdensome in the city than in suburbs. Yeah. We still have a lot of uh, setback requirements and parking minimums that require us to take up land with things that aren't homes, that aren't apartments, that aren't businesses. Yeah. You know, I keep thinking because like mm-hmm. I'm in the same boat as Antrichelle. When I think of especially that bottleneck, that section to 610 on the Galleria, mm-hmm. in the past 10 years, it's gotten so much worse. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, how is it that, you know, on the one hand, we're seeing that the population is shrinking, like you're saying, but on the other, it feels like it's not. It feels like it's insanely crowded. Well, those freeways that you're on are largely commuter freeways. Those are people driving in from outside the city. So it could be a lot of that. Two, that our transit system, our freeway system is fundamentally broken because there is no way to go north-south across the bio between 610 and Shepherd. Yeah. Which I really think you could fix by just like building a road through the middle of the River Oaks Country Club and like yeah. catching up with uh, Memorial on the other side. But like, let's see, you know, TxDOT try to pull that off. Yeah. Uh, and also, just as a lifelong Houstonian, I grew up in Meyerland mm-hmm. driving to school along, you know, 610 over to 59. It's always been bad traffic. It's never been good traffic. Mm -hmm. Like, it's always been a terrible intersection. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes I think that, like, people have this perception that, like, traffic is suddenly the worst it's ever been. I don't think so. I think it's kind of always been like this. Mm -hmm. That I, I feel you on that. I could see that. And, you know, you, I, I'm open to seeing numbers saying that, like, this is the worst it's ever been. These are the most drivers it's ever been. But even as the city has grown, we keep on growing our freeways, keep growing our roads. And we've also seen a lot of growth in the suburbs so that if you live out there, if you live out in Fort Bend, if you live out in Montgomery, you don't necessarily have to drive downtown to work. Mm-hmm. Like, that is probably where you work, too. OK, indulge me for just a moment on this question. OK, like mm-hmm. when. The whole like housing boom exploded in Houston and everyone was trying to buy a house, Mm -hmm. especially like the natives. We were also getting bought out by all these people coming in from California and Florida, especially California, because they're like, oh, it's so cheap in Texas. Mm -hmm. Is the population decreasing? Is that a bad thing? I mean, does it help us in any way? Mm -hmm. The people like Antrochelle, who really just wanted to stay just us natives who don't really want any outsiders coming in, because I feel like there's a lot of Houstonians that are a bit bitter about that. I don't know when Houston has ever been a city of natives. Mm-hmm. Like we've always been a city of immigrants, whether international or national. People have always moved here for work. And this idea in my mind of, no, this would just be for the Houstonians, seems like a really backwards and outdated way of thinking about our city. Mm-hmm. Like that's not who we are. If you want things like to stay the same, like don't live in Houston. 
Like you're trying to, ironically, by making Houston want to stay the same, you are changing Houston. Mm -hmm. We've always been a dynamic city. We've always been a place that builds and tears down into something new. And that has been a lot of key to our success. Like I don't want to change that. Mm -hmm. And I will say that if you're worried that Houston is growing too fast, that the housing market is too hot, that it's you know unaffordable, that are getting squeezed out. The only thing worse than growing too much is not growing at all. Yeah, like that is a sign that something is wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, all these all these things that people complain about with too many people moving here. That is a symptom of our success. Mm-hmm. Like, these are good problems to have. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many cities across the United States would kill for these problems? Look at all the cities that used to be the the crown jewels of America and see what they're dealing with now. Would you rather have the Houston problems or would you rather have the St. Louis problems? Would you rather have the Cleveland mm, problems? That's a really good point. That's solid. Hey, I'm with you. All right, everybody, come to Houston. Move to Houston. I'm all for it. Move to Houston, everyone. <laughs> Move here. It's the best be city. Be my neighbor. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Awesome. Thank you so much, Evan. This has been great. Absolutely. Anytime. That was our contributor, Evan Mintz. And now, AK, tell me, what's going on around town? Hey, Dina. There's this interesting study that the Houston Chronicle reported on that caught my eye today. Did you know that teachers of color for K-12 have a higher retention rate? Which basically means teachers of color are less likely to leave the profession. This is interesting because we don't really know the reason, but there are like two leading theories that are basically intertwined. First, schools are more intentional about their hiring of teachers of color and much more enthusiastic about recruiting them to their schools. This is most likely attributed to the high level of students of color, about 77%, and an insane amount of research that shows children connect better with teachers that represent their cultural backgrounds. There's still a long way to go, though. Teachers of color, especially Latino teachers, are not at a comparable level to the amount of students of color. But the fact we're seeing more evidence that intentional diversity that takes its community into account can result in better outcomes for everyone involved. It's a pretty darn good reason to keep an eye on the state of Harris County public education moving forward. That is all that I've got for y'all today on CityCast Houston. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you've got a burning idea that you want us to do, or heck, if you even want to pitch yourself as a guest to come on the show, follow the link in our show notes and get to typing. We love it when you share your ideas with us. Alrighty, till tomorrow. Bye. Oh my God. He's actually shot his dad now. We traded. <laughs> it's, it's, we jump back and forth between each other. <laughs>